Hello, my name is Matthew Jurgis, and welcome to Move to Improve podcast. Today with me, we have Dr. Greg Uchaz and our special guest today, uh, Rob Walker, the author of The New Yoga from Cult and Dogma to Science and Sanity. He is also the president of the Alberta Yoga College. How are you today? I'm well, very well. Glad to be here. Glad to be with you both. Yeah, it's nice to have you here, man. I'm glad that we finally get a chance to sit down and yes. kind of just talk about stuff. And uh, I really wanted to share your message, you know, uh, with the new yoga. So we should just jump right into it. So okay. I was just trying to remember how we met in the first place. And I remember it was Wendy Peterson. Yeah, right? Wendy Peterson. Uh, she went through my teacher training. Uh, she's a remarkable woman. She's... Uh, a senior uh, pilot with uh, WestJet, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, she talked very highly of proactive health, and particularly you, Greg, and encouraged me to come and see you. So in order to mm, keep her happy, as it were, I came to see you, and I was instantly converted to uh, her opinion. And I've been coming to see uh, you and your colleague, Melissa, uh, for probably the last six months. And we've now established uh, a great relationship between the Alberta Yoga College and Proactive Health. And uh, as you've said a number of times, Greg, um, our values align very well, which is why you and your staff are encouraged to uh, support the new the yoga studio, the Alberta Yoga College, and why we send our clients to you for their functional assessment. Well, he, he pretty much covered it there, Dr. Jurgis. So we're done for today. Sure did. Let's close it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I I remember you coming in. Um, two things. I remember going through some pretty in depth postural analysis and functional movement analysis with you, because you had a heightened sense of understanding of body movement and function and what's proper and what's not. So we we actually took it all the way from looking at your shoe wear pattern all the way up through you know looking at your posture, your shoulder position, neck, head, all that stuff. Um, yeah, and I, you know, and then you gave me your book, right? Yes. The New Yoga, and uh, so I read it. Yes. Um, yeah, I didn't love the history of yoga because you know all these guys have extremely long names and whatnot. But yes. uh, no, it was really good. I uh, and then you get to your approach to yoga, mm-hmm. and it was for me refreshing from the standpoint of you align with us, right? Because I would say that. You know, Dr. Jurgis, you you would know, you'd know this too. Like, maybe ninety percent of the practitioners you go to, whether it's massage, physio, chiro, whatever, they go into low back pain. They're going to treat their low back pain, right? Yes. And as soon as they feel better, how are you feeling? The first question is, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? How are you doing? And as soon as they feel better, they're released from care. That's not what we do here, right? Because something like low back pain is rarely a primary entity. Right? It's rarely by itself the problem, unless there's some sort of catastrophic event. You, you know. But usually it's a breakdown because you, there's some sort of imbalance going on. You're not moving properly, right? You're either loading the back too much because you're moving improperly, or there's a muscle imbalance, or one side of the body is you know, different than the other, and you're asymmetrical, so you load that back. So our job as, you know, as chiropractors with Proactive is to find the underlying mechanical breakdown, and let's fix that. Right? Whether that's a treatment thing, whether or not that's 
you know, getting rid of aggravating factors or minimizing aggravating factors, whether it's sleep position or your bed or your posture or ergonomics or sports mechanics, etc. And then the last piece is that exercise thing, you know, like looking at Melissa and looking at movement pattern impairment and how, you know, I'm getting all techy here, but um, so our thing was we want to get at that piece. You want to get at the movement breakdown piece and fix that because then you're not only just fixing the back pain, but you're fixing it permanently, right? Because you're getting rid of the underlying cause. And to read your book, it aligns exactly with what we do, right? Because I, I got in there. It's like yoga is not about flexibility. And I just had this aha moment. It's like, oh my God, like you're, s yeah, like that's all, you know, we deal with that a lot, right? Yeah. So chime in. Absolutely. Yeah. Can I just take a moment to say what it is about the book and my approach to yoga that aligns with your business? Yeah. So I'll just quickly summarize what the book is about. So about six years ago, I had this uh, enlightenment moment when I started to realize that what we were doing in yoga was um, misleading, if not damaging, to people's not only to people's bodies, but to people's expectations about what yoga was going to do for them. And let me just start with uh, the New York Times article in 2012, which was headlined, How Yoga Can Wreck Your Body. Well, that was alarming, but it really sent up a warning message that we needed to rethink what we were doing in yoga. And about five years ago, I realized that the whole message of yoga um, had been about flexibility and I wondered how did we get to this mess how do we get to this place so my book traces in the first half of the book it traces how we got from this historic place of yoga where in India it was never about anything to do with flexibility or even physical activity it was to do with meditation and um, and uh, breathing and breathing exercises. So in the 1930s, India was going through a transformation in preparation for its hoped for independence. And at that time, people were fascinated by physical activity and getting better. And what did they have that was unique, which is yoga. And so they started to develop an approach of yoga, which was about physical health. And for the first time ever, and um, cutting a long story short, there was a particular demand on yoga to be very active, very flexible, and very, um, very much like the kinds of yoga that you see on Instagram with young women putting their foot behind their head and doing all sorts of yeah, very, yeah, yeah. very Cirque du Soleil type um, activities. Um, this is not where yoga should be going. It's just like modeling, really. It's just not yeah. reality. It's yeah. a showmanship. It, it was yeah. showmanship. Yeah. That's yes. right. It's great, yeah. And so I started to outline the things that I think yoga should be about, other than flexibility. So uh, mobility, strength, endurance, mindfulness, breath, pain management, and some other things as well. Balance, proprioception. Balance, proprioception, introception. And so I've set out a new uh, template, really, for what yoga should be about. And um, like you, Greg, I'm continually interested in new research. 
and we are constantly upgrading our knowledge based on biomechanics and biomechanics is a fairly relatively new field and so we tend to look at yoga partly through the lens of biomechanics mm -hmm. yeah and I love that because you know for us too I've you know preached the idea that stretching in and of itself is overrated absolutely um, and my you know Dr. Jurgis and my view of it comes from the world of sport and physical activity right and having people say well I, I spent 20 minutes stretching and I still got injured right and, and the evidence just shows that you know stretching in no way prepares a human body to perform a physical endeavor right in no way is it a preparatory mechanism does not reduce injury rates does not enhance performance in fact, in fact may reduce performance because it will increase range of movement and it doesn't have an analgesic effect but if you have the necessary range of movement to perform the sports skills and you have normative ranges too right like what everybody should have some sort of normative degree of motion Anything beyond that requires more, the body has to stabilize that increased mobility before propulsion, right? Yes. So it yes. can actually be detrimental, right? So when I heard you saying, listen, like it, this isn't about stretching, this is, this is about functional capacity and all the various facets of that, it was, it was good, it was refreshing. So that kind of started our back and forth discussions yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, and since I've been coming to see you over the last six months, uh, interchange our discussions our conversation it's really reinforced that and um, I've been able to share with you some things that I knew there's not much I know in that world that you don't know more than me but uh, we have there's been that. this fruitful um, fruitful discourse yeah on this subject no, it's yeah. been a good exchange. And you've even brought your clients uh, sorry you brought your staff to my studio to uh, have a class with them yes and I, I got truly embarrassed when we were there. <laughs> he says, oh, you're not inflexible. You just have really short arms. So ever since then, now everybody here is like, Actually, I'll never look at you the same. Yeah. <laughs> one, of the, one of the things that um, impressed me uh, was the fact that you brought your staff to my studio for a class, which was more of a kind of an introductory workshop. Uh, and, and Greg, this is humorous, but it's also true you need to come and do yoga on a regular basis mm -hmm. because despite your amazing skills, you you must be the top chiropractor in, in, in this Alberta, room, in this room. Not, if not Se second best in this room. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> sure. um, you're certainly an impressive, uh, an impressive chiropractor, but I think you could also develop more proprioceptive oh. skills. <laughs> I'm going to name this podcast The Roast of Dr. Gray. Because <laughs> let's just focus on that. No, you know what? The session was actually really good. Like, yeah. what impressed me, and so I'm going to start advocating for you and, and your and Alberta Yoga College now. Uh, what impressed me was your ability to discern and to detect individual differences between all of us and to apply different methods to each person based on that body habitus and based on that yeah. flexibility piece and based on that functional capacity piece. That's what got me because I've been to lots of different yogas and they're going to they're gonna sit on your back to get you in that position or they're going to say just push harder, push harder, you should feel it instead of maybe you should you know fold the blanket underneath your butt so that you know you can sit up anterior tilt right mm -hmm. yes so you can anterior chair so you can maintain a neutral spine position or you use the blocks if you can't go down all the way so you can get there so you can maintain mm -hmm. that impressed me actually yeah so the Thank level you. of knowledge of what you're getting out there to your 
new instructors and the type of yoga you're teaching, in my view, is the wave of the future. Um, I use the term in my teacher training, and I've trained more people in Calgary than anybody else as yoga teachers. I use the term seeing, and it's always in quotes, implying that it's used in a special sense. And it's exactly what you described. It's you stand in front of a yoga class and the, the misalignments and the need for correction, after a while, they completely jump out at you. So I can see somebody in the back row. Yeah. I can see somebody on Zoom. And I can say, you need to turn your back foot in more. You need to press through the outer edge of your back foot. You know, don't clench your toes. Don't frown. Don't do, don't do this hip movement with your jaw. You know. Yeah. So I've developed a skill over the years, like your skills. But my skill is to see in a class people that need help, but not jump on them uh, or tell them to go harder, but just to really individualize the, the yeah, you feedback. Get unconsciously or unconsciously competent, right? You're yeah. able to just see it and, and act on it. Yeah. 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 It's very similar to what we do, obviously, in, in looking at that functional movement and be able to disseminate between people's individual differences. And you do accommodate for individuals in your class and it's I have, I have a, a phrase that I invented, which I think is really good to cover this. It's called proprioceptive empathy. So when I'm seeing somebody, I think I can tell what would make them feel more comfortable or yeah. more effective. Yeah. Proprioceptive empathy. Shut up. We got somebody's phone going off in our podcast today. Rude. Rude. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to say whose it was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't mine. Or mine. And it's interesting. You can you can switch off the sound, but you can't switch off the vibration. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, so it's good. So I'm glad. So basically, what we've kind of established with you is that you're you know we've offered as a as a partner a proactive and uh, contractual agreement to do functional exams, functional movement exams on your clients, so we can get a sense of you know where their deficiencies lie, and then help them with that, right? And then, uh, and you're offering proactive uh, two complimentary sessions, you know, to get them introduced to Alberta Yoga. So it, it, it really, it, it's, it works well for us because, as you know, we take a multifaceted, multidisciplinary, multimodal approach to patient care, right? So of all the different treatment methods we, uh, you know, we employ, whether it's myofascial work or ART or Graston or other types of soft tissue work, cross-fibering, and then we're looking at mobility issues in the joint, whether we're mobilizing or tractioning or adjusting or whatever that is. And then we're dealing with all of their aggravating factors. I mean, this is a big story. And then we're sending them to Melissa, and she's using red cord, and we're looking at the functional impairments, and we're you know drilling down into specific which sequences are firing right. And we get them to a point where there's a, there's a level of competency there, and we're getting that permanent resolution. Okay, now what? So now where do they go? Do we just you know tell them go back into life? Well. You, you can you're you're helping us now with that that stepping stone, right? Of getting them back into regular life, but now enhancing their functional capacity, right? Enhancing their proprioceptive control, their interception, the proprioception and coordination, their their core control, their you know all these different things, right? So it's good. It's an it's a nice fit, and uh, I'm glad I read the, read the book, and I'm I'm glad uh, we've had all these discussions. I uh, had, since we formed our partnership. I have sent a number of people to get a functional assessment with you, and the feedback is phenomenal. They come and they say, you know, I, I'm learning things about my body and about 
misfunctioning, which I had no idea about. That was true of me. When I came to see you, I mean, I'm fairly proprioceptively aware, and yet you gave me some feedback that I'd never heard before, yeah. because you have an incredible uh, proprioceptive empathy as well. Dr. Georges, look at this love fest we've got going on. Oh, eh? Over yes. younger college and pro. <laughs> <laughs> Just each other's tired. And this is... And this is motivated by genuine appreciation. I think part of it is this, sorry, I may interrupt you all the time here, but um, chiropractic is kind of going through a transformation, right? From, you know, the old subluxation base to then the, you know, we're now becoming evidence-based and using the high-velocity longitude thrust, the, the adjustment to help people. We know that's a great modality to... Now we're starting to look at functional movement. Now you're seeing all these different courses come out about this and analyzing people, for, you know, the SFMAs of the world and all these different, these different programs. And we're looking at, at, uh, at how a body moves and then trying to restore function. So we're going through this transformation, this evolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's still that very holistic piece and there's still those traditional chiropractors out there, but there's a huge faction going more towards, you know, w- what we're doing here you're going through the same thing. That's exactly right. what I was going to say. Yeah. You could almost substitute the word yoga for chiropractic in your discussion. Yeah. And yeah. I think I this is partly because movement sciences are, it's really, movement sciences is a new science. Really, it is. Because we've now got tools that we can use to produce evidence base. So I'm, I'm telling people that, you know, when you're doing pranayama, which sounds like a very uh, obscure, um, traditional Indian breathwork technique. I can now tell them that there is M- there are MRI studies and other studies of the brain that show the specific benefits of doing certain kinds of breathwork. So it's no longer woo woo. It's no longer some weird thing that you have to take on trust. There's actually evidence for it, and it's it's true throughout movement sciences. Yeah, yeah. I think and one of the neurological sciences. One of the best things about having this kind of partnership with the yoga, especially new yoga, is the people that come from your college uh, and what you guys do is body awareness. Um, And above all, like what I'm explaining to them kind of makes intuitive sense to them already. And they can take that information, you know, maybe your left glute's not firing or right hip flex or whatever. And it's it kind of immediately makes sense when you're doing yoga because there's so much body awareness and it just partners so well um, that it just it makes intuitive sense as soon as you kind of clarify it and break it down for, for people in yoga especially. Yeah. yeah. So, um, The New Yoga. From Cult and Dogma to Science and Sanity by Rob Walker. Uh, where can people get this book? Well, they can buy it directly from our studio. Uh, which is on Crowchild and Glenmore. Alberta Yoga College. Yes, yeah. the Alberta Yoga College. Or they can buy it on Amazon or all the usual outlets. But I believe Barnes & Noble in the States and uh, Indigo and Chapters in Canada. Amazon, you know, whatever you think about Amazon, is the fastest way to get a copy of the book. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people also like to get the Kindle version as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's certain advantages to having a Kindle online version. Gotcha. The New Yoga, Rob Walker. And uh, yeah, so, you know, I I would recommend anybody to go to Alberta Yoga College. I really, really, really like the way you guys approach yoga. It just, it uh, it fits and it's sort of the the new generation of what's happening with it, you know. 
and uh, and, and in, in our world, the, you know, the right direction. So, um, what is it? www.albertayogacollege.ca. dot com. dot com. com. Albertayogacollege.com. Yeah. 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 And, uh, so uh, you know, get everybody to go check it out and. Um, Maybe I could just uh, just say another couple of words because we are actually you pretty well unique in any uh, yeah. I could say unique in Canada, maybe unique in North America, because we are not a yoga studio or chain of yoga studios that does teacher training on the side. I ran a yoga studio like that for ten years, and then I decided that the focus had to change for me. So. The Alberta Yoga College is primarily a college focusing on yoga teacher training. Mm. However, we also run daily yoga classes, which I think are taught on a higher level based on our conversation so far in this podcast. But um, we are unique in that way. Almost yeah, yeah, yeah. every other program I know for teacher training is really an add-on to a yoga studio, whereas we are primarily for yoga teacher training. Nice. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, well, I mean, that's how we met, right? Through yes. Wendy, right? Because she yes. went through her teacher yeah. training. And she loved it. Eh? it was, and yeah. just so not to deter your clients, uh, we do value and, and prioritize the yoga public classes as well. Uh, but like Wendy, um, people often do yoga teacher training, not because they necessarily want to be a yoga teacher, but because... They want to have a d deeper knowledge and understanding of the kinds of things that you and I are talking about now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. So how, how long is the, is the teacher training? The teacher training is three months. And again, this is a unique feature. We run three trainings a year. So if you've missed us, like the training that started in September the 15th, we have another training starting January the 12th. And then there'll be another one at the beginning of April. Um, our trainings are hybrid so that you could as easily be in as some people are in our present program you could be in on you could be in Ontario you could be in Edmonton or could be in Lethbridge um, oh, so you do it virtually as well we do it virtually as well and the people that are taking it virtually tell us that they're equally happy as the people who are coming in person yeah nice so how so if it's three months how how intensive is the training in that three months well, thank you uh, for asking that well you're welcome I have. <laughs> I, because I'd done teacher training for 10 years before I started the college, I figured out when people can best manage it. So we do it Thursday evening, Friday evening, Saturday afternoon. Uh, so people working a normal shift, uh, a normal day's work can fit it into their schedule. And because we have uh, video on demand, if they miss a module, they pick it up by watching, um, by watching the video on recorded video a day or two later yeah nice makes us pretty uh, accommodating yeah we try to be as flexible in the metaphorical oh sense as possible all right well thanks for ha or for coming on really appreciate that yeah it's been a real pleasure I've uh, I'm enjoying our continuing relationship and um, I'm just happy to do anything I can to encourage people to come to Proactive Health uh, because I've benefited so much from it. Yeah, and likewise for us because I truly believe that in order to kind of appreciate the full benefits of what we're doing, yoga is probably the best, the best activity you can do. And I just have to jump in there. 
because it's not any yoga. Right. Yeah. Right. I, uh, Greg's, yoga. Greg's skepticism for yoga was expressed in the first few minutes. So uh -huh. yoga will benefit you, but it's really the new yoga that's going to benefit you or yoga taught in alignment with what I call the new yoga. Yes. That's very cutting edge. No, but you, you definitely have uh, distinguished yourself from the pack and we, we can see that and that's why you're here today. Thank you. Appreciate you, Mr. Walker. All right. Thank you. And thanks to all our listeners. We appreciate all the support. Take care.